the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 430 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. Share it around. Share the knowledge. Share the knowledge. Um, yeah, so before we even get started, I just want to shout out to Eamon. Eamon, hello. Yeah, uh, the dance instructor is sick. Oh, well, no. He's, he's done his back in, so oh, he that, can't that, really do anything. The, that's the worst thing for so, a dance instructor. Yeah, yeah, so he's just staying at home playing with his Transformers. When you go into the There's a whole studio, bunch of Transformers? There's a wall of Transformers. Oh, well. He's got all the Transformers. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's what he's playing with, I'm sure. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, Eamon. He he did ask if we mentioned him on the podcast to do a really cool story about how he got hurt, but um, yeah, I can't remember them. So, oh my gosh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Some suggestions. I'm like, no, 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 all good. What what have you been up to this week? Uh, not a lot. Trying to keep warm mostly. Uh, it's it's not. Co- it, it's cold. But it's not that bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. I suppose it hasn't been that bad. It's I mean, hard. To, it's hard to judge. I went to um, I went to the park this morning for a workout. So you know it was foggy at six o'clock in the park. Well, five five o'clock. I mean, I should say. super foggy. Yeah. So um, and it wasn't that cold. So yeah. Yeah. I've been doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, the Wi-Fi inside our TV died. Of oh, all things. Okay. So I've got a bloody giant cable running from the hallway all the way to the TV now so it can use smart things because I don't want to replace that right just yet. Yeah, um, I've, my, my um, internet has been crapping out today and I think it's the router. And um, yeah. Carl goes, once it was, he, he said, oh, I've had that problems with that before. Once it was the power yeah. and it's actually it, the power supply the was brick. dying. Yes. Yeah, so he said, I just got a new one of them. But how do you know that until? You don't. That's yeah. the thing. You got, but you got to start there, I think. Yeah, so I'm like... Oh, Had that man. with laptops before as well. I thought the laptop was all screwy, but it was just the actual power brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm trying to find a power supply that's like that, but anyway. Yeah, so that happened. There's mental people driving everywhere. So I had to shoot over to Raglan on the weekend, pick my daughter's friend up, the Rarotongan orphan, and um, you, you're driving... Like, the road to Raglan's fine now, but you're driving 100 kilometres an hour, and people are like, you know what? I do need to overtake on this corner to get past you. And I'm just like, so I, I think three times on the way back, I was just like, what are you doing? Like, it makes no sense. Then this week, obviously, I've been working morning, so I start super early in the morning. Foggy as. I uh, had to go for like an hour and 20 minute drive somewhere. Super dark, foggy. You know what? I'm in a ute. I'll just overtake here. Uh, okay. I assume you know where the road goes because I can't see more than 20 meters. Off he goes. Three of them, all just overtaken, and I'm doing ninety in fog. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, this is mental. So that happened. I'm you don't. So in the work vehicle, you don't have a dash cam either, do you? No, we're not. No, long story. I won't get into it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I just wondered because no, <laughs> no, oh, exactly. Who, who was I talking to? Uh, oh, Phil. Phil works for uh, uh, the road guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, Hawks Bay, and that. Yeah. And he got a new truck, and it doesn't have a dash cam, and he got cut off, mm. and 
forced onto the wrong side of the road, oh coming gosh. into a, a, a corner. Yeah. And uh, luckily, nothing was coming the other way, and he managed to pull in behind him. And I said, oh, I catch that on the dash cam for the work, because, you know, it's like, not council, but it's like Hawkins or whatever, yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, the new truck doesn't have a dash cam. And I'm just like, those are so cheap now. Everybody exactly. should have them. They should. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. You are right. Uh, one thing that some people may need are snow chains. So years and years ago, Chris, I got stuck in Tekapo. We talked about it on the podcast when I got back. And basically, there was a snowstorm, and I got stuck down there yep. for an extra night. I uh, managed to stay at the hotel there, which was great. But just before that, we thought we could get through, ran across to the Challenge petrol station, and they've got a room full of snow chains you buy. And uh, brought a set of snow chains. Um, there was a young guy's very first day there, so we managed to get him on. And ever since then, I've owned a set of snow chains that fit a vehicle that we no longer own. So, um, <laughs> so they've been sitting on Facebook Marketplace for, I don't know, three, three or four months now. A couple of people have wanted them, and then they realize I'm in Hamilton, and they will not venture out of Auckland to come to get those. But uh, this guy called Chief, that's his name on Facebook, Chief was messaging me, hey. Yeah, Chief. This, and this is how, I, in my head, this is how everybody sounds when they message me on Facebook. Hey, you still got those snow chains? Yep. Cool. Can you tell me how much they weigh? Uh, okay. I really want them to weigh less than five kilos. Okay. So I weigh them. I'm like, hey, look, the chains themselves are exactly uh, five kilos. In the case, it's 5.4. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll come get them. Okay. So anyway, then I get a message. Oh, and then he, he he's so onto it. He goes, hey, we're just in town now. Be around soon. Sends me an image that he's taken from Google Maps Street View. Is this your house? Yes. Cool. Be there soon. And I'm like, well, what is going on? I'm here. So anyway, there's dudes and people moving downstairs, and uh, he's not as creepy as what I've got pictured in my mind. He's a <laughs> he's a um, Asian guy, family man, he's got the whole family in the car, and he gets out and he goes, oh hey, how's it going? This is really good. Hey, uh, I'm going to Japan like next year or something or soon. No, next year I think it was. And um, we're not sure if it's going to snow or not. And I really, I really need some snow chains. And for whatever reason, it's cheaper for him to buy them off me and take them as luggage uh, all the way over there. And he goes, so um, are they easy to put on? Like, where do I put them? And I was like, oh, like, you practice before you go because you don't want to be doing it in a snowstorm. Trust me on that one. Uh, just watch some YouTube videos. There is a little trick to it. But once you've done it once, you can do all of them. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks so much. Off he went. He's very happy. Nice. Uh, what type of vehicle did it fit? I see it can fit a wide range of tyres. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this went onto a RAV4. Yeah, I don't know what car I'm going to be hiring over there. Okay. I don't think I've ever met anyone as uh, prepared as this dude for yeah, a trip. Yeah. But plus, if you're renting a car, what do you care? Well, it doesn't know if it's going to come with snow tyres or not. Or borrow a car. Like, he doesn't really know what's happening with his travel preparation, but he does know that he must have snow chains. Okay, I, 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 he paid you. I wouldn't even go there, mate. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, what are you going to do in a zombie apocalypse? Because he would have had a plan. He would have had a plan, yeah. He goes, yeah, well, if they're running zombies. That's right. But if they're creepy zombies. Talking yeah. about zombies, uh, shout out to Pigville Productions. They got a funding round. Fund? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, not that it's a zombie film. But it's not. It's not. But it's they made. Footage, I survived a zombie people. holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, found footage. Only three groups got funding in that round. Yeah. $115,000, uh, which is pretty cool. $105,000 to make the short film. Uh, $10,000 to explore it into making it a feature. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I thought, I wasn't sure if it was a short or not until I clicked through and read the thing. Yeah, no, I, I so, read it was a short. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, well done, boys. Um, well done. Um, I, I've got to get this off my chest. I've got to talk about Rudy Giuliani. Do you wake Rudy, up at Rudy, Rudy. Do you wake up at night after you've read this stuff and like you're like, oh, I've got to tell someone about it? Do you? Because oh it seems like you get a bit oh, too excited. It, this this was so funny. Actually, is it what I wrote here? Yes, because I I wrote all these notes. Oh my, yeah, okay, good, good, um, good. But what I wrote here was yesterday. And more stuff's happened today. So let's carry, cover today's stuff first, oh, okay. just because it's something you and I have talked about before. Yes. Do you remember, uh, I, I want to say three months ago, give or take, um, he slapped, He got slapped on the back and he was telling everybody who's like, I was hit like a boulder. And there was that video, black and white video. Oh, vaguely, so, yeah. Yeah. And somebody patted him on the back. And what happened is the guy taps him on the back to get his attention and goes, Hey, scumbag, or g'day, scumbag, yeah, or something, right. yeah, and walks yeah. off. Anyway, um, Obviously that Rudy, Rudy then uh, laid a complaint with the police saying he'd been assaulted, and the guy had hit him so hard he almost um, cracked his skull on the fo- footpath or whatever. Yeah, okay, uh, as, in, you in the, in the as you do. In the store. The guy got arrested and spent 24 hours in jail while they sorted it out. Just after it happened. Yeah. Yep. And then when they saw the thing, all the charges were dropped when they saw this video. Yeah, fair enough. Well, okay. he's he's suing them today. He, he, he Who's suing who? The um, the dude. The dude oh. for, for um, saying, you know. Defamation or something? Def- uh, no, something um, similar. There was something similar. It was like um, false reporting to the police, um, uh, doing something with malign intent. So he's in, uh, suing Rudy, but he's also suing the police Good. as well. Uh, you, you just got to go whole hog. Like we we know well, when you do a, a, that sort of case in a civil case, yeah, you have to you, you cover everything. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And then you, you don't expect to get everything, but you cover no. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that was today, and I thought I'd mention that because we had talked about it at yes. that time. And when you watch the video, and if you want to hit, um, just Google. Giuliani slap. I'm or sure every listener out there is googling hard now. No, it's it's just it's so pathetic. Anyway, um, what else has happened, Rudy? 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 So Noel Dumphy is suing Rudy for workplace issues. Um, uh, so theft as a employer. You know when they're not paying the salary and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. That, whatever. There's a word for that. Okay. What is? And um, sexually harassed her and stuff. Now, what had happened, she had um, broken up with her husband. There was a, an abuse. He'd been abusive. Okay. And they were going to court, but she couldn't afford a lawyer and ended up with Rudy Giuliani, um, who said, basically, yeah, you know, I'll pay you a million-dollar salary to work for me, and we'll have sex, and I'll cover you. I'll, I'll, I'll represent you for free, right? Okay. So um, then he goes, oh, I can't really pay you right now because I'm getting divorced and I've got to hide the money from my wife. So I can't tell you, can't, I can't pay you until I get, um, you know, thing from the wife. Yeah. And so he's, it's 
apparently very sexually graphic, this complaint. It's quite significant. Um, in fact, this is hilarious. Is it? In the uh, court filing, they've got a photo of him from the Borat movie lying on his bed with his hands in his pants because he oh, right. did almost exactly the same to yeah. her. Oh. And she goes through that story and she goes, as shown on this video, <laughs> on this photo. But um, so he's, he sexually abused her. Um, she asked, he was getting her to sexually gratify him while he's on speakerphone with the President of the United States at the time, Donald Trump. Uh, things like that. It's just mental, right? So Rudy decides best defense for this is to say, I never, she never worked for me. She was never an employee. That way, all that stuff is out about sexual. Uh, okay, misconduct at work. Misconduct yeah, yeah. at work yeah, yeah. and the salary thing. So he's gone. Nah, she never worked for me. It was never, never an employment uh, situation. That's just, it's all crap. Yes, sounds good. So why is that worth mentioning? Because Rudy gave her access to his emails as part of her job. She has... No, you just do that yes, to him. No, 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 no. Emails. I think, I think and, you're jumping the gun. And he had her uh, record all these conversations as a secretary. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah. So now she's like, so I didn't work for you? How come I have 30,000 emails or whatever the number is? Um, oh, he's someone that's got at least 30,000 so emails. tens of thousands of emails, including them from back and forth from President Trump. So this is the key, right? If you're going to give somebody access to everything in your life, that's not the person to screw over. Like, you've got to be really, really dumb. And do you want to know how dumb? So one of the um, some of the documentation she's got is Rudy um, telling her, uh, I, oh, I'm selling pardons for $2 million, so you can refer them, you'll get some money. Just make sure you don't do it through the proper channels because they can, <laughs> because they can track that. So as long as you don't, uh, we, we charge them $2 million and, and me and, and Trump split it a million each. Imagine the bloody shady accountants or paperwork has been going on. I know. And it's just like, uh, this guy was a lawyer. Oh, my God. And he was also the mayor of New York, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I've got below, behind you on the ground there, I've got one of his books. That's where I put all the books I'm ashamed to own. Uh, I've got Giuliani oh. on leadership, and I've got a couple of Trump books down there that I bought back <laughs> in the day. Um, so anyway, yeah, but yeah, top tip from the Chris and Sam podcast. If you're out there and you want to abuse a an employee, don't give them access to all your emails. Don't give them access to your phone and don't get them to record all your conversations. Take it from Rudy Giuliani. The, the top tip is don't abuse people. <laughs> that's the real tip. Yeah, no, that's true. Have you been following along with our mate Ben Bell, Gore, uh, Mayor yes, of Gore? Yes, I, I saw a bit about that. So, Did you see the little video? No. So the CEO of the council is a complete dick. If you look into some of the stuff he's done in the past, he's a nasty man. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, He didn't like the guy that was going out with his daughter. She laid some complaints and he ended up in prison. And he was, at the time or after or before or something, was uh, allegedly, because I need to fact check this, uh, was running Wikiria prison. So he had connections and all that. So basically, it seems like from what I read on the internet and what people are saying is all these old white councillors in Gore had all these backhand deals and God knows what else happening, right? 
this new guy's come in, Ben Bao, he's the youngest mayor in New Zealand. He's just trying to set things straight. There is some bad blood between his mother and the council or the head of the council, something like that. So the head of the council guy goes, hey, we're going to have a meeting, a vote of no confidence in the Gore mayor. We're going to do it. And then he never turns up. Uh, I got a, something came up. So he couldn't make it. So The guy that called the vote of no confidence yep. couldn't make it. Okay, right. Yep. And because it's so public, the whole media was there. So they recorded the whole thing. So there's video. And it's this whole council meeting. And to be honest, it's the whitest council I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but ben it Bow- is the South Island, though. That is. Ben Bow's there, and he's like, right, we're going to bring this up. Um, vote of no confidence. Anyone want to, you know, whatever, motion that? Crickets. <laughs> okay, then. And, well, and they issued an apology, although the guy, the, the CEO, never turned up. Because oh, he's on um, a family leave or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, just making it. He's an idiot. Anyway, everybody cheers in the crowd that's there watching this and everything goes on. But, I mean, I think no matter how this plays out, like if they eventually do get rid of Ben somehow, I think that he's shown really good leadership and seems to be quite stable and uh, knows what he wants to do and how to do it. He's just dealing with all these people. So I think he will land somewhere really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. So for those listening that might not have been up on the play, uh, Sam and I worked with Ben or worked through a TEDx. So Ben spoke at a TEDx with us. So, um, yeah, he was a speaker and a really cool young kid. Switched on, dude. Um, Yeah, he was was only 16 then, 17, 16, something like that when we we met him. So, yeah, no, cool guy. And I, I... if, did you see any of the interviews they had with people around the streets of Gore? They they had them. They on quite the news. like him, don't they? They all loved him. Yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. No, we voted him in. Yeah, like yeah, that's we right. voted him. You don't get to tell us who stays in or st- goes exactly. out. Exactly. And and one of them was like really fired up because he was like, that guy, you know, the um, CEO. Yeah. He's an employee. We didn't vote him in. He can start off or yeah. something like that. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Hey, if I told you Dyson made a thing called the Zone, Dyson Zone, what do you think it is? Uh, an air curtain or something like that. Yeah, maybe. So uh, Marcus Brownlee, MKHB, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he decided to review it because heaps of people were hounding him going, review this thing. And he starts it talking a bit about what, Dyson. What's it called again? Zone? zone. Uh, Dyson Zone. Dyson. I'll tell you what it is in a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm just I'm yeah, yeah. hiding it from you a little bit. Dyson Zone. Uh, and he said, look, at the end of the day, Dyson is in the business of making two things. One of them is filtration and one is motors, right? Yeah. Motors filtration. They'll put it into whatever they can yeah, yeah. and so they have. There's the vacuum cleaners and the hand dryers of the motors. And yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's a prototype car that they've built back in the day. And then there's this weird uh, floor lamp that failed. And uh, they've got a hairdryer. That just has a, you know, those uh, fans, the bladeless yeah, fans. Yeah, I've seen the hairdryer. Actually, yeah, yeah, so they've got one of those. Anyway, they made the Dyson Zone headphones. Oh, headphones! Big ass headphones that cost a thousand dollars. Big over the ear ones, like what we're wearing right now, but even bigger. They stick out quite a bit, and that's all very good. And and he said the headphones are okay. They're uh, usually they're the same quality as probably maybe a four hundred dollar pair of headphones. All made of metal. Um, got a very fancy app. But it's got this thing that you can stick on that goes across your face like a visor and hooks into the ear cups. I saw the photo of that, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't look again, but yeah. It makes you look like Bane from Batman, sort of? Yeah, 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 yeah. So on the outside of the headphones are the filters, 
and the fans that suck the air in, and then it gives you filtered air in front of your nose and mouth to breathe in. Oh, so the headphones are really just air filters. I mean, as well as being headphones. Yes. You get 50 hours of battery life on normal headphones, and then when you turn on your filtration doohickey thing, you get two hours. And he said, like, I don't know anything about this, so I'm going to talk to this doctor. So he got roped to some doctor I've never heard of before, but he must be a YouTube celebrity, I guess. And he went through it, and he goes, look, uh, I, I don't know who this is for. It's a non-medical device. Um, yeah. It doesn't seal around your face. It's just in front of your face. So it's not as good as a K95 mask, so that makes no sense. Um, he said... You really want the membrane in your nose and mouth to be moist. This thing's just going to dry you out. Um, I have no idea what this is for. It makes no sense. And so he went for a walk around the town and he went into like a portaloo and some other places because he was like, well, they're marketing it for people in towns, cities. And he goes, well, maybe you can get rid of some smells and stuff. He goes, no. <laughs> no. And everybody's just staring at him because he's got this visor thing on. Yeah, because when I first saw it, I saw the photo when I saw it, I thought it was – what are those things they call when they the athletes do the running with the mask? Yes, it VO2 like, max. Yeah, one of those. That's what I thought it was at first when yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah. And, yeah, that would be weird if you saw somebody walking around with that. That's right. Oh, I won a chili bin this week too. I've got to tell you that. On and, face- and he's got a T-shirt on. That yeah, yeah, I won that too. Uh, no, we've got a chili bin coming from Liquor King, I think, from via Facebook. I don't know. They're sending it to me. We'll see what okay. it looks like. Sam is one of these guys that enters everything. Yeah, pretty much. And and I the thing a, is, when you enter everything, you quite often win. <laughs> I, I have a reminder on my phone that pops up every, like, seven days into the competitions. And then I go through uh, winstuff.co.nz is the website to go through to find all the competitions. When the next COVID happens, Chris, we have to be prepared to pounce and hound somebody in government to give us a contract. Okay? So... When, right. co- when COVID hit, they got rid of their standard practice of putting out tenders and um, requests for, you know, RFPs yeah, and stuff. RFPs, yeah. Yep. So um, they just the, – the then police commissioner, Mike Bush, met some dude from Topham Gurren, which is an advertising agency, at some sort of event. He quite liked him. And he goes, you know what? You will make memes for COVID. $500,000 contract. Go. Oh. Okay, and he goes, yep. So straight away, this is just about, they're about to announce level four lockdown or something. So this guy's team all had to go to Wellington. They're all part of the COVID response team. They're there. They're making memes, apparently. Um, He goes, we want like, you're going to have, the contract said five staff. You're going to be making 40 to 50 pieces of content every day. Bang out those memes, right? Uh, They didn't do that. What did they, so that's all right. If they didn't do that, he didn't pay them, obviously. Exactly. But what they did was still a bit, still a bit uh, questionable. Uh, they spent less than two weeks working with the police, and then the contract was then passed to the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet. They gave it another further six days, and then they terminated the contract, right? So these memes are absolutely terrible. They, make, <laughs> they are. There's no – they are. They're terrible. <laughs> People within government and the police said, we can't be publishing these. They're like, no, do it. Publish it. This is what we're doing. They said, which ones? All of them is what they got told. Oh, so they did publish them? Some of them. Uh, they had, they, they're not culturally diverse. There's no theme. So they're all just completely random. They're like, make sure you stay inside. And then there's a picture of like a mountain behind it. 
So they said that's not really on theme with what we're trying to do here. Um, so it was all a bit crazy. They made, uh, they paid, uh, they got $91,000 and $473 for that two weeks work. And then a further six days work was $62,000. And the daily rate, this is what we need to do, Chris. We're going to make up a daily rate. Remember how I always tell you about triple it? Let's just octuple it, whatever. <laughs> Their daily rate was $9,210 plus accommodation and meals for their five staff. And they only produced like, I think, 30? 30 memes in the end or something? Yeah. Oh, no, 200. They did 200 pieces. Sorry, 200. Don't want to get that wrong. Yeah. But they don't say how many were used. Um, but, yeah, they're, uh, that's – oh, there we go. There's a little selection there of crappy little memes. And somebody said they're real cringy, and then the guy from the advertising agency is like, well, you know, cr- cringe memes sometimes work. They work well. Stay home, save lives. My God, I could do this. I know. I, I know. And, and you know, some of them are just some templates they found online. Oh, yeah, they, They're straight from, like, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, service. Totally. So anyway, let's prepare ourselves for the next COVID thing. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, uh, I did want to mention, um, oh, talk about money, making money. No. Um, I, nuclear I, waste. I want to talk okay, about nuclear okay. waste for a second. Okay. So, I was thinking about that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Good. no, I am. I'm, 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 I'm bouncing across a couple of things here. So we don't have any nuclear power plants in New Zealand. What is your feeling on that? Like, where do you land in that? Whole oh, thing? I think traditionally they got stuck. People's mindset is stuck with Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, and they're not thinking ahead of the small scale nuclear plant, whatever the latest version is now, doesn't use. There's a diff- I can't remember what the difference is, but they're way more stable, way more smaller. And I think potentially you'd have like little ones for big cities. Yeah, I think I think I remember seeing, and this is years and years ago, um, where they had like you'd have one like a transformer in every suburb, like, and it's just, but it's the size of a yeah uh, one of those little telephone exchanges, like a small building, and that's it. Yeah, so yeah, so the new ones still yeah, the still the new ones use a different type of nuclear material to do the reaction, and then the reaction's way safer. And apparently they're pretty good, and I think it could solve a lot of problems because they are pretty clean. Yeah, they, they are clean. You know, and yeah. So the only real problem we've got here is earthquakes and stuff like that, like yes, the of problems that you had with Japan there. Yes. So other than that, uh, I, I'm really sort of still positive. There's only one nuclear reactor that I'm aware of in New Zealand, and that's in Lower Hutt, um, and it's part of the. Oh, yes, yeah. I are. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a research one. Ooh. It's the only one that's licensed to be in this country. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so what got me I, – I, I like this um, chick I've been following her a bit on YouTube, uh, Cleo Abram, and she's like does sciencey stuff all the time. Yeah. It's just really interesting stuff. Anyway, she, she was um, doing crossover thing with some other YouTuber, and they were going to talk about nuclear, and, and he, he's – got her to take an angle and she he went and took an angle and they were doing something on his channel and then she goes but i came across this thing and so she was at this uh nuclear facility and yeah. she's talking to some people that were also going to visit outside like students who are, oh know, okay student okay. age and they go yeah yeah no we're here for the recycling nuclear recycling and he, she goes what are you talking about and so this is the story Back in 1962, yeah. they worked out a way to recycle nuclear waste. Okay. So the whole point of nuclear waste is 
you've got uh, uranium-235, which is really good. Uranium-238, and, and the number is something to do with molecules, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, is not as good. So it uses up the 235 and it leaves a bunch of the 238 or whatever. And the, in 1962, and she showed some uh, black and white Old ads scope. out yeah. of the time, yeah. you know, they're going, in the future, everything will be nuclear. Well, we can't just have nuclear waste everywhere. So we've developed a thing that uses this and, it, and you can reuse that nuclear waste and it makes it less... Um, radioactive yeah. and obviously the more you use it the less power you get out of it but it also sucks out the radio oh. radioactivity of it okay so the radioactivity of the nuclear waste that they're making now so they've got nuclear plants they have the waste come out that waste is like oh that's going to be radioactive for the next 120,000 years yes right or something like mind blowing ridiculous yeah, like yeah. that and if they make this uh, recycling thing, which they did make in the 1960s. But not currently. No, one of the um, presidents, I forget which one now, he said uh, he got a bit upset with the Iranians doing the nuclear thing at the time, nuclear proliferation, and said, oh, no, if you do that recycling technology, that, you know, oh, no, we'll cut that off. So they cut it, and everybody spent their money on this other type of plant. Yeah, yeah, okay. But if we bring that back... You reuse all this nuclear waste, yeah. which they have tons and bet, tons yeah. of. I bet they do. And you can keep reusing it until the radioactivity will be down to 100 years, which oh, is wow. a lot easier to store. Because yeah, getting yeah. something that you can store for 100 years, as opposed to 100,000 years, or and, and my numbers might be way off there, but you know, it's, it's mm. huge. And it's just so, it's so freaking annoying because it's like 1962. This solution is older than I am. Surprise, surprise. Just. And, <laughs> and, you know, and and it's not like we don't have that technology. Yeah, it's been proven. They've got it. They can do it. They just don't have the money or the political will yeah, to do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the same with everything. so stupid. Uh, just, uh, anyway, that blew me away. I was just fascinated with that. Talk- we'll put a link to that video, if you like, in the, um, in the notes for anyone. In the show notes. Yeah. Hey, ending off the podcast, talking about money and government, the uh, budget came out today, apparently. Oh, did it? I, I didn't see. So, exciting news for us, Chris. You can now have a bit more childcare, 20 hours more free, up till two years, so all your children will be looked after. Well, hey. And um, they're scrapping the $5 prescription thing, so it's free for everyone now. Oh, okay. Which was free if you went to Chemist Warehouse, but not anyway. <laughs> okay, whatever. And the other thing they did was... I didn't know this until uh, I read the story because it's not a headline grabbing actors, childcare, and prescriptions. They've brought in a rebate for gaming companies, a tax rebate for the gaming sector. Like they do with movies. Yeah. So uh, they've promised 20% rebate on gamers' developers' expenditure. Um, but in Australia, it's about 30 or 40 cents for every $1. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to uh, have a minimum spend of $250,000. Um, it's going to cost about $40 million over the next four years. And they said it's going to be a game changer for the sector. They had 60 senior level people leave last year out of the about 1,000 people that work in the industry. So they said it was a big chunk. And they said they're not going to um, probably retain as much talent. Like they can't stop people going from Australia, but this makes it way better to try and make intellectual property here in New Zealand. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they said eventually it's going to grow. And hopefully it's going to get as big as the New Zealand film industry, it says here. Yeah, I, and it absolutely can. So I, I've had a bit of bit to do with um, 
uh, Rob Vickery from the um, Hill France. He's a yep. VC and he focuses on games. Um, so they, oh, that's cool. They they fund um, games uh, mostly in the software. I mean, they have other um, yes. startups and stuff, but they do a lot on games and stuff. And he's a cool dude. And um, yeah. So I, I follow him, and so I see a bunch of stuff going out, and it's exciting. New Zealand's pretty good on that stuff, but yeah, like anything, you know, um, money talks. Yeah, money talks, and you know, if you're a nurse, you're going to Australia. If you're a, you know, movies has always been, you know, it's nice to say that we've got a great industry here, but honestly, half of them are spending half the time overseas anyway at the moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that, sounds good. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. Another 30 minutes of amazing content for you. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to uh, leave us a rating or review, either on Facebook, I think you can do it on our page, uh, Apple iTunes, however the hell that works, or on any of the podcasting platforms, we would greatly appreciate that. Yes, and we will organise and let you know when you can get hold of us for our fireside chat. That's right. Uh, that'll be coming out hopefully this week in the social media feeds. Yes. Okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.